Welcome to Speak for Yourself. I'm Marcel Swally. He's Emmanuel Acho. Ponte! <laughs> Inside joke from this morning's call. Let's get it started with last night's Woo! thriller in Boston. Man, go. God, what am I going to be writing this Never. series? The Celtics were up by 14 points in the fourth quarter. Don't matter. But the Bucks came storming back. He's right. They did. Giannis had 40 points, and mm-hmm. the Bucks got their first lead late in the game. In the closing seconds, Drew Holiday had a huge block shot. Then a steal on Marcus Smart, felony steal, to seal the win. Bucks now up 3-2 in the series. Okay, smile and dance. Otto time. Did the Bucks win or did the Celtics lose? Oh, uh, yeah. Giannis. <laughs> that smile. Ugo. Ugo. Adeto Kumbo. Oh. I told you when they win, I call him by his Nigerian name. When he loses, he the Greek freak. <laughs> but on today, Giannis Ugo. Hey! <laughs> The Bucks want it, big dog. What you mean? Man, don't do this. This is honestly the simplest question I've ever been asked in the history of television. Oh. Did the Bucks win or did the Celtics lose? Mm. The Bucks won it. Down by what did we just say? 14. 14 with bro. 10 left? Yes. Yeah, Giannis. Say it. He said, look. I am going to put the whole team on my back. Drew Holiday, I might need you to tap me past the sticking point like your spotter does when you're trying to max out on bench press. Just give me that little tap past the sticking point. But mm. I'm going to get this weight all the way up. Okay. I'm going to get these Boston Celtics all the way up off my chest. I'm going to get these little uh, two uh, 25s off my chest. That's what Giannis did. Giannis won mm. because Giannis understands what clutch means. Marcellus Wiley, I took a deep dive while studying sports psychology into what it means to be clutch. Let's talk. A clutch performance is when maximal ability meets maximal level of difficulty. A clutch performance is when mm. maximal ability meets maximal level of difficulty. A minute and 40 seconds left. Down by six. Mm. Giannis is three for 20 from the three-point line. Maximal level of difficulty. 140 left, down by six, and you were three for 20 from the three-point line. And Giannis, in that moment, says, I'm not worried about the fact that I shoot 15% from three because I am clutch. Maximal ability meets maximal level of difficulty. Right now, Giannis is not only the best player in basketball, he is the most clutch player in basketball because when the going gets tough, Giannis says, it's time for me to get going. Mm. Big time players make big time plays in big time games. And that was a huge game. And Giannis is a huge player and he made a huge play down the stretch and he continued to do it. The Bucks did mm. what I knew. I can't say we anymore. Every now and then I try to absolve Marcellus Wiley of guilt. <laughs> I try to. <laughs> I was a younger brother in my household, but on this show I try to act like the older brother. When mom and dad are coming home and you hear the keys rustling in the keychain, and all of a sudden you see the dishes are still out, the blankets oh. on the ground, oh. the pillows oh. on the ground, and the TV is still on, the older brother tries to say, hey, Turn off the TV. Throw the dishes in the sink. Mm. Hey, put the blanket back on the couch. Mm. Because it is the older brother's job Mm. to make sure he can preserve the innocence of the household. Mm. Though I am younger on this show, Mm. I'm trying to preserve the innocence of bad takes. (laughs) And I'm trying to say, hey, Marcellus, let me preserve the... Hey, Giannis is going to do it, Sal. (laughs) Hey, turn off the TV. Giannis is going to get it done. But Sal, like the stubborn bad kid that he is, (laughs) refuses to believe your boy. The Bucks won it. Celtics didn't blow it. Giannis won it. Giannis Ugo Adetokounmpo. Not Antetokounmpo. Not today, y'all. Mm. Giannis Ugo Adetokounmpo. Let's identify his Nigerian heritage, please. Giannis and the Bucks won that game. 
Oh, man, that was amazing. Take great energy, all those things. You ever seen Don't Be a Menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood? No, you haven't. Um, but they had a funny that's scene. That's the name of the title? Yeah. I'm glad I nailed that. You know I'm from South Central. Um, it's funny. They had one part where the son is actually older than his daddy. Crazy. Like, my younger brother is actually now acting like he's more mature and older than me, the older brother on this show. But I digress. Let's talk about how the Celtics blew this game. Let's talk about how the Celtics were in prime position to win it but didn't capitalize. You know, no team in this series has won back-to-back games? Interesting. Let's talk about the mindset, because Acho wants to give all the praise to Giannis and the Bucks. I'm here to tell you, Acho, you know the game too well to come up here and lie to these people about that. In every sport, you will go out there and the fans will look at you and your performance and say, oh, look at Acho, he balling, he's making plays. Now, when we go back to film session, when we go back into the locker room, we understand we don't make plays. Plays come to you because of your discipline, because of your assignment, because of you doing your job, right? You take advantage of their mistakes. Think about it. In every game you ever went into, when you went out there and tried to force it, I'm trying to make this play, coach will grab you. Hey, come here. Do your job and the play is going to come to you. Well, in this situation, you know what happened? The Celtics stopped doing their jobs and the plays started to come to the Bucks In the fourth quarter, the Celtics, second best amongst all teams in fourth quarter scoring. What did they end up doing? Get outscored by 14 points. The Celtics went 25% down the last five minute stretch of this game. Celtics start making mistakes. And all of a sudden, those mistakes were capitalized on. But what started the dominoes to fall? It wasn't the greatness of Giannis because Giannis was great the whole damn game and was down double digits. It was when the Celtics finally started to make those mistakes. Take it back home, dog. Take it back to the playing field. When you go out there in the first quarter, you're going against another guy who's great as well. Everyone's trying to make plays. But who makes the plays? It's the one who takes advantage of the other's mistakes. I like it, Sal. You know you like that. Here's what we know. You like that? Luck. What is luck? Not Andrew. What is luck? Luck is when preparation meets what, Marcellus Wiley? Opportunity? Yes, sir, it yes, is. Yes, sir, 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 Luck yes. is when preparation meets opportunity. I'm listening. The Bucks were not lucky last night. Let's make sure we never misconstrue this and try to conflate these two ideologies that, that the Bucks somehow got lucky. No. I get it. The Bucks were prepared. And the opportunity presented itself. What do I mean? Mm. Again, Drew Holiday, he was prepared in that moment. And I pray that we have the tape when Drew makes that phenomenal block. Drew Holiday made the most impressive play we have seen in the playoffs, period. Last decade, last two decades, last three decades. Now, the moment was not as big, but the play was great. You blocked the ball. Mm. But block means nothing if you let them retain possession. Say so it. you block the ball, you don't let them retain possession. Mm. But the block means nothing if you don't block the ball, retain possession, and then throw it off of them to go back out of bounds. You block the ball, retain possession, throw, off it, throw it off of them to keep the ball back in your possession, mm. and then you play y'all just saw right there, the steal to end the game. But this play right here is the most incredible play <clears throat> we have seen in the playoffs in at least the last three decades. I know what you're thinking. Yep, say it. Acho, what about the LeBron James block? Bang. Woo! 
That was just one dynamic expression of skill. Yeah. What about that Kyrie Irving? There you go. Back, bang, 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 bang. Come on. That was just one dynamic expression of skill. Mm. What about Michael Jordan? Steals the ball. Carl Malone, 98, game six, goes down, right to left, left to right, push mm. off, no push off, step back, bucket, bang. That was two expressions of dynamic skill and ability. But what did Drew Holiday did? Blocks the shot, one dynamic expression of skill. Retains possession of the block, two dynamic expressions of skill. Wow. And three, throws the ball off of Marcus Smart to make sure that the Bucks retain possession of the ball, three dynamic expressions of skill. We have not seen a play that skillful and that tactful in the playoffs in the last three decades. Now, hear me when I say this. Mm. There have been bigger moments. The LeBron James block, bigger moment. Let's not get it twisted. Mm. Down 3-1, coming back, way bigger moment. Kyrie Irving, bang, bigger moment. Michael Jordan, game six, NBA Finals, mm. 98, way bigger moment. Do not get it twisted. Those were bigger moments and great plays. But this was the greatest play, though not as big a moment. So I cannot say that the Celtics blew it when you have players like Drew Holiday making the most impressive plays we have seen in the playoffs in literally the last 30-plus years. Mm. The Bucks went out there and took what was theirs. They said, this is mine. I need that. Celtics, <laughs> y'all do what y'all want to do next game, next year, next year, mine. next whatever. But mine. this is mine, and I'm going to go take it. The world is mine, homie. Get back. Man, stop. Prince or Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson. Okay, thank you. So your whole take go away. Go away, take multiple expressions. You should say Prince then. He wrote the songs, he played the instruments, and he went out there and sang the song. That's multiple expressions. All Michael Jackson did was show up, hit, hit, hit. How many expressions? One. Sometimes he would write. One. That's the point. You don't need all the multiple expressions to make your point out. So next time, go with MJ. Here we go. Do you know the Bucks were? Perfect from three-pointer in the fourth quarter against the number one defense. They scored 33 points in the fourth quarter the most this postseason against the number one defense. That tells me two things. Oh, you were prepared for your opportunity, mm -hmm. but you also took advantage mm -hmm. of their mistakes. Right. I mean, Look at this. It's simple. What did Grant Williams do? Hell, mm -hmm. Krispy Kreme, donut. He gave him a donut in the game. Williams didn't even play. Horford came back down to Al Horford level which is okay. You gave us 30, one game, you flip it, you give us eight points. Mistakes, underachievement, all you're seeing right now from the Celtics is not them playing to their level. Meanwhile, I hate to say this about Giannis, he's not even overachieving. He's just excelling to the next level. It's not overachievement. But Drew Holiday showed up in a way that respectfully is why they won this game. No doubt. 25 points in game one, they win. 19 points, you lose. 25 points, y'all win. 16 points, y'all lose. 24 points, y'all win. Mm -hmm. It's Drew down. It's Drew Holiday show. I give you all of that. I give you an amazing play. But what I won't give you is that they went out there and won that game when they were down the entire game up to 10 minutes in the fourth quarter, down 14 points. Y'all didn't win this game. Celtics blew it, bro. So all that happened was Drew Holiday finally showed y'all who he's capable of being. Remember, I told you after game three, hmm. I was like, hey, don't get it twisted now. Drew Holiday is not going to continue to give us these porous type of performances. You did. You did. We know that Drew Holiday is a dude. Is he capable of giving you 24-25 consistently? That's not really what I'm leaning into. Hmm. I know Drew Holiday is a defensive type of player That's that it. he showed himself to be. Giannis' last three games. 
34 and 18. 40 and 11. 42, I believe, and 12. Giannis is going to give you what Giannis is going to give you. All Giannis needs is just that little bit of help. Mm. Now, and I won't even call it help. Just that little bit of help. Just that little. <laughs> I don't even need a whole bit. Just that little bit of help. That's all Giannis needs from his teammates. Just give me a little something, something. Okay. Because I'm going to give you 40. I'm going to give you 42. I'm going to give you 34 and 18. Like, we have to remember, great players do this. Mm. LeBron James, mm. 2007, led his team to the NBA Finals. Great players do this. You remember when LeBron scored 25 of his team's last 27 points against the Detroit Pistons in the Eastern Conference on his run? Great players do Dude. this. They just find a way. Mm. Do y'all realize, <clears throat> let's be real, Giannis was three for 20, sell from three. Yeah. Three for 20. Can yeah. you imagine yeah. being three for 20? There is a 15% chance that you make a three every time you take a three. But with the game on the line, hmm. a minute 40 seconds left, down by six, if you miss this shot, it's really game over for all intents and purposes. You have a 15% chance of making the shot, but you do not care because you are so confident in your ability, you're going to take it anyway. And even if you miss, you was going to make it right. <laughs> like, I say that the Bucs weren't going to win if Giannis misses that shot, but truth be told, they were probably going to win anyway because Giannis was going to make it work out. I always say, it's going to work if you make it work, and Giannis was going to find a way to make it work. It was an all-time performance. Mm. This series has been an all-time performance by Giannis Ugo Adetokounmpo. I could go on for days, but I know we got a show to do. Yeah, I mean, respect to Giannis. I I'm done with the whole pushback on you. And maybe I got a little carried away because it just became fun to have that, that little rivalry going on. Giannis is insane. His physiology? I'm done having kids, but damn it, MJ, come on. Him. <laughs> that one. <laughs> Golly, that dude different. He is different. Let's talk about this. Rest in peace. Dennis Green said this. We had they ass, and we let them off the hook. That's the Boston Celtics. They had they ass, and they let them off the hook. When you're playing a champion, when you're playing champions, got to remember, it ain't going to go that easy. It's not going to go out that smooth. It, you got to keep your foot on their neck. You clowned me yesterday for giving you that grim example of when I saw somebody transition. I won't go there again because we probably lost a viewer or two. But um, it doesn't go easy. Champions don't die easy. 83% chance if you lose that game five, all of a sudden you find yourself losing that series, right? Giannis knew that. And the heart of a champion, he had to go out there and fight and show you those last signs of life. Boston Celtics, whatever it is, taking your lumps, learning how to become a champion, you didn't necessarily keep them on the hook. That all came to fruition those last 10 minutes. That was a young, emerging, evolving Boston Celtics learning what it really takes to be a champ. But you know what's interesting, Sal, and I thought I was done. I'm not. You know, um, we're not done. I was thinking about every championship team really for the last, what, 15, 20 years. They all have an all-time great on the roster. Mm. Not just a great, but like a generational talent. Giannis wins a chip. 
last year. Then you look at LeBron James wins the chip. You look at Kawhi Leonard wins the chip. Then you look at Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, they win their chips. Then LeBron James, D-Wade, they win their chips. Obviously, before that, you have Steph Curry by himself. Then you have the San Antonio Spurs, they win their chips. Kobe Bryant wins his chip. Before that, you have Dirk mm-hmm. Nowitzki, who mm-hmm. wins his chip. Mm-hmm. Then you have Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce wins their chips. Ray Allen, a little sprinkled here and there. The Spurs win their chips. The Spurs win their trips. The only team that Wait. doesn't necessarily have an all-time great, obviously, D-Wade and Shaq, yes, yeah, sir, 2006. Yeah. You got to go maybe the Detroit Pistons. Like, that's the only team that in the last two decades doesn't have a all-time great. A prerequisite for NBA championships in the last two decades and since the turn of the century is an all-time great on the roster. I know the Bucs have one. I don't yet know that the Celtics have one. But I'm not surprised to see Giannis doing what he is doing because if we literally look from the turn of the century until present day, every NBA championship team has an all-time great on the roster. The Bucs have theirs. Mm. The Celtics are looking for theirs. You should not be surprised to see the Bucs winning this series. They are only following suit of NFL, NBA history and NBA trajectory of having an all-time great. Oh, man. It's too early to say Jason Tatum, right? But if you just track his career to this point and young Kobe Bryant to this point, Kobe got him by this much, but you got to squint to see it. Now, obviously, Kobe had the championships paired with Shaquille O'Neal. No slight to you, Jalen Brown, but you're not Shaquille O'Neal. You can look at these two things that are very similar differently. I respect that. But Jason Tatum, back-to-back 30-point games, 34 points, series high. He's not an all-time great yet. So basically, you're saying if you got an all-time great, you got a chance. You don't have one, you have no chance. All right, Tatum, it's time to be great. So y'all can have a chance. Coming up, it's almost time for week five in the USFL. We're getting you ready with some players to watch. But first, has Josh Allen surpassed Patrick Mahomes? Tell you if the Bills superstar is the best quarterback in the NFL. Next. I ain't scared of you, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. He got the matchups, and none will be better than Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, because you know that rivalry is building after last year's playoff classic. Allen said the two superstars hung out recently in Miami. Hmm, interesting. Adding, quote, it's the old mantra, you gotta hate your enemy. But I would say that we have a really good relationship. Close quote. Sell, Josh yes, Allen is a budding star. Budding? But is he the best quarterback in the NFL? <laughs> budding? Is that what you call the best quarterback in the NFL? Josh Allen, my brother from another? Oh, yeah, he's the best quarterback in the NFL. I'm going to use one of your terms against you, and let's see if you still feel the same way. Multiple expressions. Mm. Let's talk about the quarterback position. Now, I'm no quarterback evaluator, but I know the game of football. Yes, sir, you do. So the first thing I want to see from my quarterback, can you throw the damn ball? Where's your arm talent? Then I want to see that processor, that computer, that RAM, that RAM. I want to see how it processes the information in front of you. Because you know, as a defender, we disguise a lot. Mm -hmm. After that, I want to see if you got it in you. 
moxie. Like, can you lead men? And more importantly, when we need you most, are you going to be there for us? After that, I'm going to get to something simple that has kind of evolved into the position because they used to fight this mobility. That means coach called a play, but you're going to call something else with your legs and we can't defend it. Now, does all of that translate to wins? I put all of the quarterbacks in this machine and then I put all of their grades as inputs into the machine. And you know who came out on top? Josh Allen. Now, people can say, Marcellus, you just like him. You used to play for Buffalo. First of all, I did play for Buffalo. It's called inclement weather. In Buffalo, you never wake up, let's say after October, feeling your best. But you could go out there and perform like Josh Allen throwing it from end zone to end zone in that inclement weather. Oh, my God. This dude is silly. Only player in NFL history with 4K passing yards, 30 passing touchdowns, eight rushing touchdowns in a season. Hmm. Anybody else? Nobody else has done that. I told you multiple expression. First quarterback in history with at least 100 tutties and 30 rushing touchdowns in his first four seasons. The prosecutor, prosecutor rests in this situation because I know a lot of people don't want to give Josh Allen his flowers, but I'm here to make sure he gets them. Josh Allen, a beast. Josh Allen, a monster. He is obviously not the best quarterback in football, but he is a beast. And there's no slight of his own. So what we know is when we want to assess the completion of something, we use four. I don't know why, but in society, we use four. NFL rookie contracts, you got a four-year contract. If you're a first-round pick, you might pick up a fifth-year option, but you got a four-year contract. You Mm. got four of them quarters that's going to make you a dollar. When you divide the year (laughs) into quadrants, you got Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4. Mm. You take four years to assess something. Mm. Societally, that's what we do. That's what we do. So let's use these same four years, because Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes have both been a starter for four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's use these same four years to assess these two quarterbacks, because that's what we do in society. 2018, Josh Allen missed the playoffs. Patrick Mahomes lost the SC Championship game to the Patriots. 2019, Mm. Josh Allen gets bounced by the Houston Texans. Patrick Mahomes, he wins the Super Bowl. Mm. 2020, Josh Allen loses to Patrick Mahomes. Josh, Patrick Mahomes goes on to a Super Bowl in 2021. Once again, Josh Allen loses to Patrick Mahomes. There really is no conversation. There really is no debate. What we understand is societally, we use four years, we use four of something to assess its value. Rookies, after four years, I know who you are. So we've seen four years of Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes both being starters in the National Football League. For Mahomes, AFC Championship game, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, AFC Championship game. For Allen, no playoff appearance, loses to the Texans, loses to Mahomes, loses to Mahomes. There truly is no conversation with Mahomes. Let Josh Allen go debate with Aaron Rodgers. Let Josh Allen debate with Stafford. Let Josh Allen debate with Deshaun. The reason Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback in football, in my mind right now, he has both an MVP and he has a Super Bowl within the last four years. Respect. No other quarterback has that. Again, I'm assessing things based off quadrants because that's what we do in society. Mm-hmm. I'm not picking some arbitrary number like seven, eight, nine years. Even Tom Brady, though he made it add up for his team, he didn't necessarily make it add up for himself when it comes to winning a, super, winning a regular season MVP. Aaron Rodgers, he makes it add up for himself, two back-to-back MVPs, but can't seem to make it add up for his team. Patrick Mahomes is the only quarterback in football right now who makes it add up for both himself and his team. For that reason, he still has Josh Allen. Man, that was convincing. 
I bet most people at home just say, damn, Wally, what you going to say now? What I'm going to say is he versus them. There is no I in them, but there is a he. Mm -hmm. What you did was show me team results and then give Patrick Mahomes all the credit. We're not going to do that because this conversation has names. Josh Allen, is he the best quarterback in the NFL? Not is he on the best team in the NFL? Now, if that team, the Kansas City Chiefs, was just made of Patrick Mahomes, you can put that full screen back up. You're right, dog. Patrick Mahomes got him. But when we talk about them, remember, it's in the middle. H-E. Josh Allen outperformed Patrick Mahomes when they faced each other last time. In Arrowhead. Walked off the field. The better quarterback. Outperformed him. Didn't get another chance. He lost their game, not because of his efforts. Because... His defense let him down. And more importantly, a coin flip went the other way. Now we're going to summarize that Josh Allen is less than Patrick Mahomes when he was better than Patrick Mahomes. Remember, 13 seconds left. We never saw Josh Allen again in that game in the regular in the, in the regular part of the game. All I see from this situation is Patrick Mahomes as great as he is. And they're both tier one. He's had greater team success, therefore you're going to bump him forward. But that's not true because we always come up here, what if he played there? What if Josh Allen were on the Kansas City Chiefs? I don't know if they would be better, but they wouldn't be worse. They would. They, they would? Absolutely. Let me, let me hear that argument. Let me, let me hear an argument where Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes, not Chiefs' success sure. versus Bills' success. Sure. The first thing I will do is this. I will remind you that the Bills have a better team than the Chiefs. How will I remind you of that? Remember, the Bills' defense last year, Insane. number one, number one, number one, number one in points, number one in yards, number one in plus or minus. So the Bills have a better team than the Chiefs. So uh, not, really, not offensively, but sure. Yeah. But if offensively we're talking about Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen could be the difference that would make the Chiefs have a worse offense than the Bills. Where's Kelsey in Buffalo? Or Tyreek Hill. Are you, you Tyreek and that? Then we go to Hartman. Like, now, we go to Cole Beasley, but Cole Hartman. Like, I, I will say this much. Keep in mind. Now, we could do that. Because remember, Cole Beasley was the second team all-pro. Oh, right, nice. Stephon Diggs, 1,600 yards just two years ago. So we could do that. I won't. What I will say is this. Let's go. Josh Allen had won the game. We he know won. that. He'd he won the game. He outperformed the, Patrick Mahomes, better than Patrick Mahomes. The won. game was over. It was right. I did my part. But then there were 13... Seconds left, if I am not mistaken, and Patrick Mahomes had to go 44 yards down the field Did to that. get in field goal range just to tie the game to inevitably win the game Peace. versus the number one defense in football. Peace. Could Josh Allen versus the number one defense in football go mm. down the field in 13 seconds to win the game? I don't know, but I know Patrick Mahomes could to mm. tie the game. Could Josh Allen have had the wherewithal on the sideline and talking to Travis Kelsey to say, hey, if you see a certain look, manipulate that look, and I'm going to just give you the rock. <laughs> do it, Kels. <laughs> do it, Kels. Do it, do it. I don't know if Josh Allen could have, but I know Patrick Mahomes did. Mm. So it's not really a conversation. Josh Allen is elite. He absolutely is. But what we think Josh Allen could do, we know Patrick Mahomes has done. And that, to me, is the difference. Could Josh Allen what? go to two Super Bowls with the, with the Chiefs? What? Maybe. But we know Patrick Mahomes has done that. Oh, God. I hate stripping someone down from something they achieve. But the Chiefs won one Super Bowl of those four that you showed in his first four years, right? 
as a starter. How did Patrick Mahomes play in those games? You want to talk about Super Bowls? And you want to talk about Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl? Then you're going to say, I hear the retort. Well, Josh Allen ain't even made it. Well, Josh Allen didn't make it because the Buffalo Bills didn't make it. But Josh Allen walked off the field like, I gave you a game-winning performance at the quarterback position. That was lost because of what happened in those 13 seconds. But don't you think, because this is such a pivotal conversation that not enough people get into. Yeah, let's go. Josh Allen did give the Buffalo Bills a winning performance. But Patrick Mahomes gave the Chiefs an even greater winning performance, and thus he won. Well, like, and, yeah, and in, then overtime, defense course, helped coin flip, blah, blah. But yeah. Josh Allen, yeah. there is a space where you are so good, you don't even leave the Chiefs' opportunity to win, or you are so good that Patrick Mahomes cannot outdo how great you were. Yeah. As good as Josh Allen was, and he was amazing in that game, Patrick Mahomes was still better. Because truth be told, anything Josh Allen did – Patrick Mahomes did in excess. You remember Josh Allen went down and scored in like 54 seconds. He did, well, Patrick Mahomes went down and scored in 13. Not in counting numbers, because counting numbers, Mahomes had a worse game than, than Allen. In terms of opportunity, like we didn't see Josh Allen lose the game. We saw Patrick Mahomes win the yes, game sir. with assets and resources that Josh Allen wasn't afforded. And one of them was a rule change. Like, oh, we can't do that anymore, right? All I'm saying is this. In team sports, it could get lost who's the better of the two because you could get dressed up mm -hmm. with your team. In track and field, dog, I don't want to hear who was better, who won. In tennis, I don't want to hear who won. But when we start talking football, there are guys who can hide behind other great performances and ride that wave. Josh Allen made those waves, greater waves than Patrick Mahomes did. We're not even going to talk about Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. One time, didn't even score a touchdown. Next time, down the whole game, basically, to Jimmy G. I don't want to strip away from Patrick Mahomes. I'm just saying right now, if you were drafting quarterbacks and you had to go into multiple expressions, mobility, arm talent, every intangible, how do you pick someone before Josh Allen? And Justin Herbert's my favorite, but he ain't in the club yet because he ain't even made the playoffs. I will say this. Josh Allen, I would pick based off the tangibles. It's yes, Patrick yes. Mahomes that I would pick based off the intangible. Really? Yeah. Josh Allen is the greatest quarterback in the NFL as far as tangible. Okay, we if got some arm strength, athleticism, we move into the size. Ball. Yes, the ball. yes. I'm taking Josh Allen. Now, but what you're missing, Cell, is what's made Tom Brady the greatest quarterback of all time, which is why I'm so surprised when people miss it. There is an it factor. Yeah, yeah. There is a factor that makes everybody around him greater. Yeah. Josh Allen has it, obviously. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes just has it in excess because that's why Patrick Mahomes can step up to the plate and with 13 seconds go down 44 yards and tie the game, send it into overtime, and win the game. But Patrick Mahomes has it, and that's the final missing ingredient that he has to a higher degree than Josh Allen. Is it it? Think about it. Patrick Mahomes, last year, roller coaster rides, especially in the beginning, still insane numbers, mm -hmm. but... Got away from his fundamentals. Patrick Mahomes, you beat the Buffalo Bills in a weird way. Not saying that we're going to take anything away from you, but that wasn't the cleanest of victories. Then you play Cincinnati, you up big. What happened in the second half? Nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowls, nothing. Like, we're not seeing this guy in the greatest moments. Your it factor, when it's measured at its highest moments, at its grandest moments, Patrick Mahomes has not been Patrick Mahomes. The two Super Bowls and this game as well against Cincinnati. Let's talk Let's be this real. out. 
You can have the exact same performance at a different time, and it means more. Mm. Let's break it down first like this. Family mm. Feud. I love me some Family Feud. <laughs> no matter what time of day, I can watch me some Family Feud. Family Feud has three different rounds, but that third round, it's triple the points. So even if you win the first round and you win the second round, if the opposing team wins the third round, they'll take the game. Yeah. In the same breath, the fourth quarter's triple the points. Yeah. You remember when the Chiefs went up against the Niners, the Niners won the first round. Niners won the second round, second quarter. Niners yeah, yeah. won the third round. Yeah. But that fourth round in the NFL is triple the points. Yeah, yeah. So when Patrick Mahomes off his back foot throws a corner post, a post corner, excuse me, to Tyreek Hill, that's triple the points. So in totality, he didn't have a great day. No. But that throw in the fourth quarter is worth four throws in the first quarter because it was triple the points and it was the difference in the game. Yeah. So for me, I'm all about the moments. When did it matter? What did you do when it mattered? Oh, I hate to do this, Acho. I hate to do this. What happened? Because Patrick Mahomes is insane. But I got to do my damn job. I'm looking at his postseason record. Mm -hmm. Okay, the first year we know he lost to New England, right? The 31-37 coin flip again, whatever. Balled out that whole postseason. First game, nothing really, but second game, balled out against him. Watch this. 134 rating, 120 rating, and then, okay, let's see you against San Fran in the Super Bowl. 78. Two interceptions. Only time, two interceptions. Next year, okay, 107, 128. Balling, balling. Two interceptions, no touchdowns. 52 passer rating against Tampa Bay. Okay, here we go again. 138, 123. Cincinnati, 91. Two interceptions once again. Every year since that first year, the last game, whether it's the Super Bowl or championship game, Patrick Mahomes, not Patrick Mahomes. That's but fair. when you highlight it factor, Josh Allen showed you he had more of it even in losing that game. Here's my problem with that argument. Let's my go. problem with that argument is it's the fundamental flaw of the LeBron James argument. Mm, the fundamental flaw of the LeBron James argument is he is four in six when it comes to his 10 NBA title appearances. Mm. So we rip the fact that he loses more in the NBA finals than he wins, forgetting that he's there. Mm -hmm. So how dare we look at LeBron and say, man, you lose more in the finals than you win. But LeBron was in the finals. I'm not going to punish somebody for an accomplishment. No. So to look at Patrick Mahomes, who's gone further than Josh Allen every year in the playoffs, there is not a year. That Josh Allen has Ooh, started, in strong. which he has gone further than Patrick Mahomes. Strong, bro. To look at Patrick Mahomes in accomplishment and say, hey, when you go further than me, you're not as good. It just seems no, a little like right. remedial of an argument. You're right. So it's not the LeBron argument. It's not about you lost at a higher place and a higher moment. It's the KD argument. Okay. You can lose, but were you the reason they lost? Patrick Mahomes in these higher moments is the reason. Like Cincinnati, second half? Tampa Bay? Where are y'all looking? Like, you can say the defense, all that, but you didn't show up. That's the Kevin Durant argument that we just saw against the Celtics. Hey, I know you got swept out. KD, you was the reason? You, were the, you weren't yourself? All I'm saying is there are three moments, high-level moments for Patrick Mahomes where he wasn't Patrick Mahomes. If we're not going to make room at the top now for Josh Allen, when are we? When he surpasses him. But that's going to be a team accomplishment, not just on Josh Allen. Let's switch to the USFL and take a look back at an amazing week four. Speaking of four quadrants, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> week four of the USFL gets underway. We're going to hit him in the mouth. 
thrilled as he caught the ball. Welcome, touchdown Panthers! Oh my God! Corbin, 88 yards! Middle into the end zone, it's a touchdown! Eat up! You broke, you broke, you broke! Are you kidding me? What a play by Shea! This is going to be a great look. A little trickery. They're chucking this ball deep down the field. Adams, the walk off. Yeah. 51 mark, 51. Oh, come on, man, y'all break. Come on, man. Hey, legal procedure, legal procedure. There was so much exciting action in week four of the USFL. We fired up to bring it to y'all. Now, week five, we got to highlight some players that y'all need to pay attention to. Some stars mm. to watch. Sal, who you got? Oh, I got my man Darius Victor. You got to show him some love right here from the New Jersey General Salute right here. 28 years old, 28 years young, 5'8". 209. Look at my dog out here who got four rushing touchdowns this season. Leads the league. Victor's a major part of the lethal ground game. Look like me and Pop Warner. And the difference in the New Jersey's win. Generals roll into week five. Top of the North Division. So keep your eye on them. And my man running back, Darius Victor. Peace. I like, it, I like it, I like it, I like it. Now, got? my star to watch, Birmingham Stallions, only undefeated team left in the USFL. How about wide receiver Victor Bolden Jr.? We was just talking about the Buffalo Bills. He spent some time there in Buffalo. Yeah. Now, Bolden, oh. a dual threat cat for the undefeated Stallions. He returns kicks. He catches touchdowns. Hmm. Now, the former San Francisco 49er, as well as Buffalo Bill, leads the USFL in kick return yards in a second and receiving yards. Bolden, a threat to score every single time he touches the ball. Touchdown, Bolden. Multiple expressions. So, <laughs> be sure to keep an eye on him when the Stallions take on the Stars. Reminder, the action continues this weekend on Fox Saturday, 3 Eastern, New Orleans Breakers take on the New Jersey Generals. And Sunday at 4 Eastern, the Pittsburgh Maulers. We're off against the Houston Gamblers. Maulers. Coming up. Giannis has a lot of reasons to be happy after last night's win. Yeah, he does. We'll tell you what the Buck Star has proven in this series. Oh, I know Otto gonna tell y'all. Next. Oh, shit. For yourself. Y'all gotta throw the ball like after. Giannis showed why he was an NBA MVP finalist last night. Finishing with a game high 40 points and 11 rebounds to help his Bucks overcome. 14 point deficit in the fourth quarter, y'all. Bucks are now up 3-2 in the series, and Giannis is averaging about 34 points and 13 boards in the series. Good Lord. Got to bring in Fox NBA analyst Slick Rick Buecher. I chilled off. What has Giannis proven in this series? Slick, this has been a great day for me. Everybody hear me when I say this. Mm. Giannis has proven you do not need a super team. You just need super talent. Mm. That's what we are learning from Giannis. Keep in mind, we thought super teams were needed dating back to 07-08 Boston Celtics, traversing now to the Miami Heat who needed a super team to dismantle those same Celtics, moving on when the Golden State Warriors needed a super team to dismantle LeBron James after LeBron James came back from down 3-1. Then Kawhi Leonard was like, pause, y'all, you don't need super teams. But then we thought we did once again. Then Giannis put an end to all of it saying you don't need a super team, you just need super talent. Giannis proved that it pays to be loyal. Giannis said, I'm going to stay in Milwaukee when everyone else is going to jump ship and go join all these other superstars, and I'm going to make my team a team of stars. Y'all realize we weren't talking about Chris Middleton five years ago, and he'd been in the league for nine plus. We weren't talking about Drew Holiday four years ago, three years ago. 
But now we're talking about Drew Holiday with such eloquent words. We're speaking of Chris Middleton Middleton as though he's a perennial all-star because Giannis took a team and made them super because of his talent. So what I've learned from Giannis through his performances, I need no super team. If I am super talent, I can make my team super. And that is what Giannis has done and is doing with these Milwaukee Bucks. We're witnessing history. I just hope that everybody understands the history we're witnessing. Super. Mm. Yeah, let's not, uh, let's not forget that he is also, if there was any question, and some of us already knew this, but for those who didn't, cementing the fact that he is, without question, the best all-around player in the NBA. That is one of the things that he's answering. But for me, the discovery has been that I am watching a psychopath <laughs> with dad jokes. That's what I'm watching with Giannis Antetokounmpo because what I am seeing is it doesn't matter how he plays. It doesn't matter necessarily if he's shooting well or if his jump shot is falling or if he is playing stellar defense. Giannis has this look about him that makes the psychopaths in movies scary. What makes it scary is that they're not affected by the outside circumstances. Mm. They can shoot somebody and it doesn't affect them, whatever. They can get stabbed and it doesn't affect them, whatever. Mm. That's what I'm seeing with Giannis Antetokounmpo, which makes him truly <clears throat> scary, is that no matter what the circumstances, down by six with a minute and change left or a, a blown lead, uh, he's shooting 36% as he did in, the, in game one, he's just... I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to get to where I want to get to. I'm not going to let Al Horford dunking on me or Jalen Brown uh, dissing me or any of the extraneous stuff to distract me from the, 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 the challenge at hand, my goal. And that has to be truly the most intimidating thing. Now, he, he leavens it by giving us dad jokes after the game. But when it comes to inside the game when he's on the floor he's got this vampire sort of presence now where it's damn we can't we can't kill this guy no matter what happens we can he can lose a game at home he can get like whatever it is Giannis Antetokounmpo is going to figure out how to get what he ultimately wants talk about it man Y'all know me, I gotta have balance. So y'all pushing me a little too much with all this kumbaya, Giannis is the best thing we've ever seen. Uh, every scary movie I've ever seen, Slick had like 10 different, at least, how many Friday 13s they have, 15? How many Nightmare on Elm Street they have, 14? How many championships Giannis got, one? Y'all better calm down, so talk about who Giannis is. And I'm gonna tell you, let me give him his flowers first before I step on him. Look, in life, usually it's the curse of the gifted. And I play with so many guys more talented than I, and they always were cursed because they would skip a step. Only one player, I'm not going to lie, of all the greats mm. I play with, only one player I know didn't skip a step. Rest in peace, Junior Seau. And he was unaffected by circumstance. That dude went full throttle every single time he stepped on the practice field and on the game field. Giannis is next level like that. I give him his flowers. However, we need to calm down on all the rest of this stuff, talking about the loyalty and, and super teams, and Giannis didn't need all that. Well, one, Giannis is playing with two other all-stars, so don't act like this ain't some kind of team. I don't know if it's super or not, but he's playing with some all-stars. And let's not act like Drew Holiday was drafted by the Bucks. 
Acho. Let's not act like Chris Middleton was drafted by the Bucks. Acho. Yeah, Giannis loyalty is paying off, but he's around a bunch of other dudes who weren't loyal. Them bros ain't loyal. Of the seven top scorers, only Giannis is the one that's homegrown there. What am I trying to highlight right here? This is who Giannis is. He is so talented. He has the heart of a champion, and he is literally a champion, that he's going to go down fighting with all of his might. However, Giannis still could be got. This team could still be got. I think this series is going seven. We're going back to Boston. I wonder what scary movie is going to be when you got to go back to Boston, and Giannis is still going to give you 40, but who's going to be his dependable number two that he can trust in. So until Giannis has multiple championships, like he has multiple MVPs, y'all calm down on how scared we should be of this scary movie. So here's a point, though, that, that you have to understand. You brought up Drew Holiday. You brought up Chris Middleton. And I love the fact that you brought them up. Understand that Drew Holiday made one All-Star game in the 11 years that he played prior to joining Giannis. So it's not like Drew Holiday is some sort of perennial all-star. Now, we just saw him make one of the greatest plays we have ever seen in the playoffs yesterday yeah. while with Giannis. But it's not as though Drew Holiday is some sort of perennial all-star. Yeah. Chris Middleton had six years in the National Basketball Association before becoming an all-star. And I do not think it is a coincidence that Chris Middleton became an all-star the year Giannis became the NBA MVP. Mm-hmm. He had six opportunities. But not once was Middleton an all-star until Giannis was an MVP, meaning Giannis has proven himself to be so great that he elevates the greatness of everyone around him. And the true mark of greatness is not, in fact, what you do for yourself. The true mark of greatness is actually how great you allow everyone else to become. Uh. And what has Giannis allowed Bud to become? What has Giannis (laughs) allowed Middleton to become? What has Giannis allowed Drew to become? We're not just talking about NBA champions. We're talking about American Olympians, huh? That's what Giannis has allowed some of those players to become. So when I look at Giannis's real impact and how great Giannis has become, it's looking around at everyone else who too has become great because that is a mark of true greatness. And that's what he's proving in this series alone. Well said, Acho. But Marcellus, I do appreciate the fact that you reeled it in a little bit because it gives me the opportunity to, to make clear where I stand on this. Do okay. I think that Giannis is unbeatable? No, I don't think he's there yet. Mm-hmm. I think he's, I, I think he's still figuring things out. But when it comes to his approach, his mental approach, we just heard Joel Embiid complaining about the fact that he can't win MVP mm-hmm. because it just seems to be outside of his purview or whatever it is. Giannis never gives us that because he doesn't believe that anything that he wants to accomplish is outside of his range. Acho makes a very good point when it comes to Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton and any number of these pieces. They are getting the recognition that they are now. Is In part, they've, they've earned it. Drew yeah, Holiday yeah. making that play in Boston demonstrated just how good he is defensively. But Giannis has given them the opportunity to be on that platform, to be in that center stage and show exactly that they have the medal to be championship caliber. So there is that. But the greatest thing that I see with Giannis right now, and he is not by any means a finished product, is the fact that he can figure out which part of the game do I want to dominate or need to dominate in order for us to win. There are very few players on the planet. Kevin Durant, Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Basically, how's he going to get it done? He's going to score. Steph Curry, what? how's he going to get it done? He's going to score. Point Giannis Antetokounmpo says that you need me defensively. You need me to rebound. What? You need me to be a playmaker. Oh, you need me to get 40? I can get 40. Like, that is such a rare ability. Now, he hasn't quite figured out which part of the game he always needs to go to to, uh, to, to take advantage of everything. But he's demonstrating that he has the ability to do it. And that is a very rare ability. And he has proved that in this playoff run. That's a good point. I can't deal with y'all. I can't. I can't. Oh, now Kevin, n- now Kevin Durant didn't play defense. Now Kevin Durant didn't play defense at Golden State, and part of the reason they employed him is because they needed him and his seven-footness to help him on the defensive end. Now Slick Rick is going to forget that when he got to make a point about Giannis. That's what we're going to do on this show. No, we're not. Damn it. He's oh, okay. A, look, look, okay. Look. Okay. 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 Marcellus. Marcellus. Yeah, I'll on. give you. KD had two. He had two irons in the bag. Two All irons? Right? That's hot. He doesn't have. He doesn't have four. <laughs> he doesn't have four. No. He doesn't have as many irons as Giannis has. Look, Kevin Durant is skinny, skinny. Giannis was skinny, and he had a frame with that physiology that built into this machine we're seeing. And it really is men versus machine. Like Giannis is weaving through the Boston Celtics, and I have never seen it like this. This dude is from a different planet. I give you all that. I give you this too, Acho. He's an all-star maker, basically. That's what you said about Mm -hmm. Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. But is he a championship creator? Because last year, the road to the riches went through Trey Young. Yeah, how'd that turn out? And Kevin Durant on the big toe on the line. And a hurt Brooklyn Nets. We have to see him finish the deal. And I need to see it happen. Yep, I did it. Kevin Durant. It's time to mention the big toe. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we do it to Steph Curry. At least we trying to now. Finally, y'all listening to me. He beat LeBron and he beat, huh? What's his name? The Steph Stopper. What's his name? Oh, I forgot. Della Vadova. Like, like, y'all better stop with me, man. Look at this this situation objectively. Giannis is insane. He has help. It's crazy Giannis is as good without Middleton in these playoffs for sure, as he is with Middleton. Six and two without Middleton. One and one with Middleton with the same averages. I don't know what to call Giannis right now because if this doesn't end well, I think we're going to look back on last year and this year and say all of that was for what? But right now, we'll see how that all comes up, how that all plays out. My last little bit, my last little bit, thinking, I know I saved my hyperbole for the end. Um, Giannis has proven he's nine games away from becoming a top 10 player in NBA history. No, he's not. So your your 10th best player was Kevin Durant, or he was your ninth best player. My 10th best player was Akeem Olajuwon. Slick, I think you were somewhere around the Akeem area. You were somewhere in there. Keep in mind, Akeem has one regular season MVP and two finals MVPs. Kevin Durant, two Finals MVPs, one regular season MVP. Giannis already has two regular season MVPs and one finals MVP. When Giannis seals the deal, I'm no longer saying if. (laughs) When Giannis seals the deal this season, please understand, based off accolades, Giannis would have already outdone Kevin Durant. And based off accolades, including defensive, he's coming for Akeem. Giannis has proven this series... Top 10 all time is just a matter of time. It's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. Yeah. You know, I love the highlights that we were showing because it showed the array of shots that Giannis is making. 
And as a result of that, it has made him more dangerous than he's ever been at the rim. He's scoring better at the rim in these playoffs than he mm-hmm. ever has. Yeah. Why? Because you got to guard him. You have to guard him everywhere. So mm. uh, there's that. But th- let's just take a step back, Marcellus, mm-hmm, and I'm back think here. about these playoffs and who is in the playoffs of all the players in the playoffs. Mm. Who has been more dominant than Giannis Antetokounmpo? No. We are left with the best of the best on the best of the best teams. And to answer your question, Nacho, no, I have maybe Giannis in the top 20 Thank as of right you. now. I'm not, he's, hees not sniffing Nine games the top away. 10 Nine games no, away. No, 20. 20. Okay, when we, get there, when we get there, 20. we'll get there. Yeah, uh, tomorrow, Marcellus's point, <laughs> these Bucks look vulnerable. I hate to say it. Vulnerable. They look vulnerable. No vulnerable. offense to, any, any, to, to Giannis and what we're saying about him, <clears throat> but they do. <clears throat> We'll get to that a little bit later in the show. But here's the bottom line, uh, Marcellus, is that you, when you look at the playoffs right now and you look at the, everybody who's playing and what they're playing for, Giannis is a clear cut above everybody mm-hmm. else. And if nothing else, that is what he's proved because I dare say that when we went into this postseason, we were not looking at him in that regard. I give you that. I got to end right there. You made me happy. You actually clarified both of our takes, and Nacho even had to agree with that. Yeah, he's clear and above everyone else. But he hasn't passed Steph Curry yet on your list all time. It sounds like slick. And even Nacho, after these nine games, is he going to pass Steph Curry for you, Nacho? Yes, sir. Ooh. As long as he don't pass KD for me. (laughs) Coming up, there are a lot of familiar faces and new places in the NFL. But who are the biggest difference makers? We'll reveal our top five next on Speak for Yourself. Be Curry first. Russell Wilson is in Denver now after 10 seasons in Seattle, and he already has a fan in Broncos president Hall of Famer John Elway. Elway said Wilson was, quote, the piece we needed, adding his team has a chance to compete in the AFC West. This got us thinking of other star players on new teams and the difference they can make this season. <laughs> Mike Williams, Oh, God, my hamstring. So, Acho, get us started with your top five difference makers. I'm going to give you Man, one my year. top five different makers. I got to start defensively. Yes. At number five, how about Von Miller, Buffalo Bills? I'll take it. We know the Buffalo Bills are incredibly close. We spent about 15 minutes earlier today talking about how Josh Allen hasn't gotten over the hump. Not well, yet. he needs a little bit of help to get over the hump. This Boom. man, Von Miller, two sacks in the Super Bowl this mm. previous season. Mm. That was truly a big difference in the game. Mm. Keep in mind, Von Miller has tied the NFL record for most sacks in Super Bowls. Josh Allen, I perceive him to get to the Super Bowl this year. This mm. man, John Von Miller, might be the biggest difference maker in ball this season. That dude will be, get off Number four, prop. surprise pick for y'all. If you a real football fan, open up your ears. J.C. Jackson. Yes. Cornerback for the Chargers. Yes. Now, J.C. Jackson, 20. Yes. Five, yes, 25 interceptions mm-hmm. over the last four years. That's most in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Why is he going to be the biggest difference maker for the Chargers? Why is he going to be one of the biz- biggest difference makers in the NFL? Chargers only had 11 picks last year. Mm. Eight fewest in the NFL. Marcellus knows better than anybody. Brandon Staley, he came over from the Rams, was supposed to be a defensive guru. Mm. But he didn't have the pieces he needed. In Los Angeles, when he had the number one defense, he had a shutdown corner in Jalen Ramsey. Last year, he didn't have that. Now he has his shutdown corner. J.C. Jackson, difference maker for the Chargers. I think Justin Herbert, J.C. Jackson, Chargers make it to the playoffs. Number three, 
Super Bowl. Time to go offensive. Super Bowl. A.J. Brown for my Philadelphia. You get Philly in every one of these big boy segments. A.J. Brown Come might on, be the Come biggest on. difference maker, but that just seems a little too hyperbolic. So here's why he's at number three. I'm listening. A.J. Brown is going to solidify who Jalen Hurts is. Jalen Hurts, 3,100 yards last year passing, 780 yards rushing. Hmm. So A.J. Brown is going to allow Jalen Hurts to be better. A.J. Brown is going to allow Devontae Smith, the Heisman Trophy winning wide receiver, mm. he's going to allow Devontae Smith to be better. Okay. A.J. Brown is going to open things up for Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders, the running back, second round pick out of Penn State a few years ago. Thousand yard all-purpose guy, but we ain't really seen him shine because the box has been stacked. Mm. You cannot stack the box now that A.J. Brown is in town. A.J. Brown, third biggest difference maker this offseason. That rhyme too. That was dope. Number two. What you got? Russell Wilson. Pretty obvious. I don't need mm. to tell y'all as to why. Mm. But the Denver Broncos, 7-10 and 10 last mm. year, they, they just weren't great. They were 1-5 in one-score games. Mm. The difference in games that are one scores typically comes down to that quarterback. Russell Wilson is a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. But more than that, Russell Wilson knows how to get the job done when yep. the game yep. gets yep. tight. Russell Wilson won his Super Bowls with top-tier defenses. Yep. Broncos have the number three defense in football. Great point. I think that Russell Wilson this year will allow the Broncos to not only go to the playoffs, I see them winning a playoff game or so. It at number right. one, what you got? I'm keeping it at quarterback, Deshaun Watson. <laughs> All things considered, if Deshaun Watson is playing on the field this year, Woo. he will be the biggest difference maker in football. The Cleveland Browns, remember, they were atop the N the AFC North last year with six mm. games remaining. What happened? It was a race. Ravens mm. atop the North, Browns atop the North. Steelers at the bottom, Bengals were in there at third place. You needed a quarterback to be the difference. Lamar Jackson was absent. Baker Mayfield was hurt. Ben Roethlisberger wanted to retire. Let's go. And what did you need if you had Deshaun Watson? That would have made all the difference. Deshaun Watson will take the Browns from good to great because of just how great he is. That's a great list up there, too. I'm not mad at your list. Some of the order and maybe a name or two I would get off my list, but I'm in like with your list. You know what I am, though. In love with my list. Let's start at number five, Russell Wilson. Why is Russell Wilson low on my list? Russell Wilson didn't have the greatest of years last year. We could blame it on the injury. We could blame it on the circumstances. We could blame it on, hey, he didn't really want to be there. We could blame it on the defense. You could blame it on the running game. How about we blame some of this on Russell Wilson? It's going to be a pressure situation in the AFC West with all those opposing quarterbacks. Russell Wilson, we need to see the old Russell Wilson. We like the old Russell Wilson who used his defense properly and his running game. Let's go to number four. Me and you, brothers from another. That's in your jockey, JC, because he got a Mercedes. JC Jackson. Good Lord. We going to the Super Bowl this year. You coming? <laughs> I got two tickets already. Me or me and MJ, me and Acho. What we going to do? <sighs> Number one defensive coordinator mind is back with talent on that defensive mm -hmm. side of the ball. You talk about him, Khalil Mack, and then now you got Justin Herbert. Herbie and all of the receiving threats. Austin Eckler. No one had more touchdowns than Austin Eckler. The team is fully loaded. This guy right here, J.C. Jackson, most interceptions in the NFL last four years. Keep that going with my charges. Number three, how'd you lead this dude off the list? Devontae Adams goes to the Raiders. Number six passing offense just got better. Mm -hmm. And he goes back with his old college friend who he's worked out with every single offseason since he's been in the league. You talk about chemistry and hitting the ground running. Devontae Adams going to have huge impact in Vegas. Number two. Yeah, I'm with you. Deshaun Watson. <laughs> yeah, Ali. 
No slight, Baker Mayfield. You know I love you, but you're not Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, by the numbers, last time we saw him playing, third in the league in completion percentage, second in the league in passer rating, and now he's the number one quarterback in Cleveland. With that roster that everyone thought should go deep in the playoffs with Deshaun Watson, no excuses. You got to go. How'd you forget number one, though? I got an explanation. You have an explanation? explanation. It better be fast because he fast. Tyreek Hill, number one. My God. Tua, whatever you were, you just got better. I I don't care what the perception was, what the reality is. You're better because Tyreek Hill is the type of receiver that stresses every single defense all through the week. And then on game day, you're not prepared for that speed level. That's going to be the greatest difference maker this year. Let me explain. I'm not Kevin Hart. It's not my comedy show, but let me explain. (laughs) The reason I don't have Devontae Adams and I choose A.J. Brown Devontae Adams, how big a difference can he make with an offense that's already number six when you talk about passing? Mm. I think Derek Carr, he's already had an MVP vote before Devontae Adams was on his team. Mm, Derek Carr, three Pro Bowls before Devontae Adams. Meanwhile, Jalen Hurts is almost the dregs of society when it comes to quarterback. We view Jalen Hurts as a bottom 10 QB right now. We already view Derek Carr as 10 to 12. That's my thought process there. I love Hill. I was torn. Torn My issue is... Is Hill going to take the Dolphins to becoming a playoff team? Right? I know Deshaun Watson can take the Browns to becoming a playoff team. You do as well. Mm-hmm. A.J. Brown, the Eagles were already in the playoffs. I know yeah. he'll make a huge difference. Yeah. Where you don't have is Von Miller. I know the Bills can get to the playoffs. I know yep. they can get close. Mm-hmm. I think, to me, Miller's the difference between a AFC championship and a Super Bowl. A Super Bowl appearance and a Super Bowl win. Tyree Kill, I think, is the difference between 7-10 and 10 and 9-8. and eight. Yeah. But I don't know if he will make that big a difference. Well, right. they were a winning team despite not making the playoffs mm-hmm. and dealing with racism and Brian Flores and all those claims. Here's the thing. You got Tua now, and you have all of these offensive weapons. You got Armstead at the position of tackle, protecting Tua as well. You got a lot of things. Here's the thing I love about your Von Miller pick. If I could have an honorable mention, it could be Von Miller. Imagine Von Miller on the Buffalo Bills, 13 seconds to go. And Von Miller's out there, and Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey, go. Yeah, you don't do it, Kelsey. Don't do it, because Von Miller going to come take his head off. Question, We both have J.C. Jackson. I respect your pick. I respect my pick. But interestingly enough, we both played in the box. You defensive line, I'm a backer. The Chargers also acquired Khalil Mack. Mm -hmm. Khalil Mack, at his peak powers, is significantly better than J.C. Jackson. At his peak powers, why no Khalil Mack on your list? Because you can't get to the quarterback unless there's proper coverage. If everyone's roaming free, if everyone's doing what they want to do in the receiving game and we're not defending properly back there, there's no way I'm getting there. So before Khalil Mack can get off, he needs those two to three seconds or longer. That comes from J.C. Jackson and coverage. Khalil Mack, one notch off of what I think his peak powers were, but still great enough to have impact. But J.C. Jackson, he is in his zone right now. He's going to make sure you got time to get to the opposing quarterback. Coming up. Oh, that's a good oh, one. That's a good one. Oh, he hit the two, two, two levels. Hold on a second. Oh, I missed 38, 38. I missed it. I missed it. I missed it. You see my knees? I can't even I missed it. No more. What happened? Come on one more time. Come on. Come out of bounds. There it is. There it is. There it is. <laughs> the Bucks won a thriller over the Celtics last night. But is the series over? We'll answer that next on Screw for yourself. That was out of bounds, though. Yeah, it was. The Bucks overcame a 14-point deficit in the fourth quarter behind 40 points from Giannis and late game defensive heroics from Drew Holiday from La La. Milwaukee can't close out the series tomorrow night, but Giannis said, quote, it's great to win a game and great to go back home and feel good about ourselves. 
but the job's not done. Slick is back with us, but I'll show us the book. Celtics series over. It's over. Series is a wrap. Now, oftentimes I use hyperbole when talking about Giannis. Oftentimes I use entertainment when talking about the culture. But this time I'm going to be very, very serious. Here's why the series is a wrap. Because Giannis Ugo Adetokounmpo does not play with his food. Now, we can talk about this culturally. Every time I go back to the villages of Nigeria, I know this much. When food comes out on the table, Nigerians do not play with their food because you don't know when you're going to get the next meal. And Giannis on the basketball court is very similar. He does not play with his food because he don't know when he's going to get the next meal. Date back to 2019 against the Toronto Raptors. Giannis is up 2-0, Slick, you remember this. Kawhi Leonard ends up winning four straight. At that moment in time, a switch flipped in the mind of Giannis Ugo Adetokounmpo, (laughs) and he reverted back to his roots and said, I'm done playing with my food. Because since then, Giannis is 5-0, in closeout games, and the Bucks are 6-0 in closeout games. Allow me to quickly take you all down this history lesson. 2020, first round versus the Orlando Magic. Bucks in five. Giannis closes it out. 2021, first round, Miami Heat. Bucks in four, closes it out. Eastern Conference semis, we know this one all too well. Bucks in seven against Kevin Durant, closes it out. Atlanta Hawks, you all recall, Giannis was not there, but his spirit lived on with this Squad, Bucks and Six, closes it out. The game we all remember, Game Six, NBA Finals, Giannis, 50 points, Suns, Bucks and Six, closes it out. Fast forward to this year, first round, Bulls, Giannis, Bucks and Five, closes it out. And here we are, America. Once again, Giannis has the opportunity to close it out. Giannis has proven historically he does not play with his food. It's a wrap because Giannis knows when you got him down, it's time to end him. Mm. Very convincing, Acho. Very convincing evidence. However, I have been watching, if not Giannis Antetokounmpo, and I would say he has not, but the Milwaukee Bucks have played with their food Mm. more recently because they came out and they dominated the Chicago Bulls in game one. And then they lost game two. They came out and dominated game one against the Boston Celtics. And then they lost game two. They win a squeaker of a game at home in game three. And what do they do? They're still at home and they give away game four. So if we're saying that it's over because the Milwaukee Bucks are going to win game six and there's no chance of us going to a game seven, I'm not convinced of that. The Milwaukee Bucks now have me second-guessing their ability to close the deal and stay locked in. Because if we look at Game 5, and we look at Game 5 honestly, the Boston Celtics had to open the door mm-hmm. for the Milwaukee Bucks mm-hmm. to come through and win that game. The Milwaukee Bucks demonstrated their championship medal by not being phased by being down and by out-executing uh, the Boston Celtics in the final minutes of that pivotal game. But make no mistake about it, the Boston Celtics had to do certain things not well, had to make certain mistakes to allow the Milwaukee Bucks that opportunity. So this idea that they can't lose game six at home at this point or that they can't lose at home, they lost to Chicago at home. They've lost to Boston at home already. The idea that we couldn't go to a game seven is not something that I would invest in. 
Right. I'm with you, Slick. Uh, we wouldn't be in this position if they didn't play with their food because they just lost at home. Now we're going back there with the same Boston Celtics team that may get another victory. Before this series, I thought it would go seven, largely in part because no Chris Middleton. Boston, how they play defensively, dynamic duel. I know the heart of a champion would show itself, so obviously the Bucks wouldn't go down without a fight. But Acho, let's not take it that far. Like all Nigerians don't play with their food. Like, like all y'all. None of us should speak for all of us. <laughs> not one Nigerian. <laughs> Maybe Giannis is the one. I don't know. Slick, you can laugh. Don't act like that, Slick. You can laugh, Slick. Don't be acting like that. Don't let these people scare you, Slick. All right. I love Acho because Acho come up here in one take. He'd be like, I want to talk about history. Then the next take, he'd be like, I want to talk about recent history. Then the next take, he want to go futuristic. And I heard Acho do one, one of those Acho things. He said, Giannis don't play with his food since, uh-oh, since what? Since, you want to call Jimmy Butler? Jimmy Butler, like, yeah, he played with his food. <laughs> you want to call Kawhi Leonard? Yeah, he played with his food. Like, Acho, don't forget, we got to measure the entire journey of who Giannis is. Of late, you're right. A big toe, let me stop, Slick, I know you was coming. The big toe game comes to mind in seven. That game was lost. Toes and shoe sizes come into play, obviously. But Giannis is a champ. Let's be real. The intangibles are speaking right now. Undermanned, still going out there and doing everything he has to do. But this series is not over because I think that Boston, that is a deeper team, a better defensive team, and a more balanced team, is going to show itself to win this game once again in Milwaukee. If Giannis, the champion, is going to have to go on to Milwaukee and then lose there, go back to Boston, and then have to win there again, that's going to be the conversation. I'm going to reserve what I feel about that when we talk about that. But trust me, game six, series not over. Boston's winning. But here's my thing, y'all. It's not a matter of who's going to win game six. That wasn't the question. The question was, is the series over? Now, I think the Bucks will win game six. But even slick, if it goes to seven, what have we seen from Giannis in his most recent game seven versus a formidable opponent last year? He gave you 40 in that closeout game versus the Nets. Now, what have we seen from Giannis in a huge game six NBA finals last year? He gave you 50. So even if somehow, some way mm -hmm. the game goes to seven, like it did against the Brooklyn Nets, yeah. or the stakes get as big as the finals last year, Giannis has shown you he'll give you 40 or he'll give you 50. Mm -hmm. And it's a wrap. Now I got to talk to Sal. Can I? Can I kick it? Can Let I me see. My dog? What's up, Now, Sal Slick has told us in private, but also to some degree in public, Snitch. he was a pyro. A little bit. I play, play with fire growing like up. Play that, with like fire. That. I like that. Here's what they always say colloquially. Don't play with fire lest you get burned. burned. Now, as a kid like Marcellus Wiley, you're going to play with a little bit of fire. Got to feel him out. Am I really going <laughs> to get burned or not? <laughs> but I know this much, Slick. Once you get burned that one good time, Mm. You don't play with fire mm. again. Mm. Put your hand on a hot stove one time. Mm. It ain't going to happen again. Mm. Giannis played with fire in 2019 against the Raptors. Okay. He got burned. And all I'm telling y'all is, once you play with fire and you get burned, you never play with it again. And we have yet to see Giannis play with fire since he got burned. Mm. This is where I think the mistake is being made and why I find myself in the middle here. Because I do believe whether it's, ga it's six games or it's seven, I expect the Milwaukee Bucks to win this series. I've had them in the finals and winning another championship since the beginning of the season. But 
Giannis, but Otto, you're focusing on Giannis and what he does. And while I believe that Giannis will show up and will do his best and will somehow find the way to contribute in the biggest way possible, I said I don't trust the Bucks. I don't trust these Bucks collectively because I've seen Bobby Portis or Mike Budenholzer decide that Bobby Portis is not going to be a contributor in a particular game and playing George Hill instead, what I consider a mistake. I've seen Drew Holiday go five for 22 and one for six from threes and not be the defensive stopper that we know he's capable of. I've seen Grayson Allen not knock down open threes. So for all of those reasons, that's what has me a little bit troubled about these Milwaukee Bucks. And this is what it really comes down to, is that the reason that they ultimately won game five mm. is because they outworked the Boston Celtics. They didn't look at themselves as being the better team or the more experienced team. They made all the hustle plays, the 50-50 balls, the rebounding, all of that. They put all of that together. Are they willing and able to do that when the Boston Celtics are going to have a Marcus Smart that is desperate to prove that he is not the Marcus Smart that cost them game five? He's going to be playing with a vengeance. And we don't know the status of Robert Williams who is a key contributor for the Boston Celtics on the front line. There's a possibility that he could play in game six. There are enough elements here that could be introduced. It, it, it invites the Milwaukee Bucks one more time mm. to throttle down as they have multiple times in these playoffs. And the Boston Celtics are going to have every reason to throttle it up and go for broke. So for all of those reasons, <laughs> this idea that the series is over I'm just not ready to go there with these Milwaukee Bucks. Nope. I'm with you, Slick. Game six, and then I think it's going to go game seven. I still think Boston's going to win this series. But, hey, reality will tell us who wins. Now, I love you, Acho. I thought you were going to come up here and wet snitch, but you didn't. You kept the focus on the positive. You talked about me being a pyro. Thankfully, instead of me being a klepto, which I was as well. I was both. Um, but I got to disagree with you. We're playing with fire. Once you do it and you realize it's hot and you get burned, you don't do it again. Because I played with fire several times. Let's just talk about when I used to burn the leaves in the backyard. Yeah, I did that. Mama came at me. Okay, Mama, that's fine. I burned up one of her Jeffrey Osborne albums. I remember that. She didn't like that. Oh, Mama came at me, got the belt a little harder. It's okay, Mama. But this is the kicker. Not Jeffrey Osborne. Yeah, I know. I didn't know. I didn't know how good he was at the time. Me be mine. Uh, I got a whole entire roll of brand new paper towels. You know how fat it is? And I threw it in the sink and I just let it go. It's higher than this. It's, it, it's touching the ceiling from the sink. I'm just, got that bit out. I said, it's time to go to war. Yeah. Oh, mama. <laughs> let me just tell you what. It wasn't getting burnt by that. It wasn't me almost burning up the apartment. It was my mama burning my butt with that extension cord. That whooping one time with that extension cord ended that. Hate to tell y'all out there, this series ain't going to end right now. Play with your fire if you want, Acho. It ain't going to happen. Game seven's coming. Coming up, the Warriors were blown out last night. Y'all get hit with extension cords too? Anybody? No? Six. Damn. No, fly swatter. <laughs> fly swatter. But Draymond oh. Green was still dancing. We have a lot to say about this next on Speak For Yourself. Did you say waterboarding? What'd you say, Slick? <laughs> Wire handle of a fly swatter. Warriors were blown out by the Grizzlies last night. And at one point, God, man. They're down by 55, y'all. Mm. 55. The Grizzlies played their postseason anthem. Whoop that tree! 
Rick. <laughs> and Draymond was caught on camera dancing to the song while his team was getting blown out. Now, he explained the situation after the game. You got to listen to this. They're not going to whoop that trick alone. We're going to whoop that trick together if we're going to whoop that trick. You know, we got to. You know, one thing I don't respect is, is people who only who only bring it when they win it. We got our kid. That's all right. It happens. But you don't be front runner. You know, when 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 you spew it out, you got you got to be willing to take it. I appreciated the crowd tonight uh, and the energy that they brought to the game. You know, and if they, they want to whip that trick, we're going to whip them together. Sam, what's your reaction to Draymond Gr- Dr- Green dancing while being blown out? I'm with Draymond, man. I like the fact that he was grooving to get into a groove. You only dance during a performance, during a game, when you're trying to find that zone again. And so many people are focused on results and not the process. That's why they don't understand what Draymond Green was doing. It's counterintuitive. I remember having this conversation with multiple cheerleaders many a times when I used to say, y'all got this stuff backwards. Y'all cheered the loudest when we scored a touchdown. Yeah, we already know we did something right. We pumped too. We probably can't even hear you because we pumped. How about when we down? How about when we are low in energy? Why don't y'all get loud then? Why don't y'all pump us up instead of just echoing what's already pumped? I respect Draymond to enter into that mindset into that mentality where he's bringing energy even though the results look bad. You got to respect somebody who knows what this is about. We losing this one, but we over here trying to get ready psychologically for the next one. And I'm not going to tap out. I'm going to find that zone and stay in that zone. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Draymond is playing a mind game on the Memphis Grizzlies, and he won. Mm. When you kick somebody while they down, you hoping that they're going to beg for pity, beg for mercy, cry, do something, show an emotion. That's why I'm punishing you. But when they do something which is counterintuitive to what you're expecting, they join in on it. Now they disarm you. Mm -hmm. You don't even know what to do no more. You remember watching 8 Mile when B-Rabbit, Eminem, goes out there and disses himself, talks about how he was white trash, talk about he came from nothing, talks about all of the things that his opponent was going to talk about. So then when his opponent got the mic, Opponent didn't know what to do because B-Rabbit, Eminem, had already disarmed his opponent. Mm. If you can't get in Draymond's head when you're up by 50, if you can't get in the Warriors' head when you're up by 50, then you'll never be able to get into their head. Mm. So I'm reading this book by Malcolm Gladwell, Talking to Strangers. And this book, Talking to Strangers, phenomenal book. It talks about how when people do things that we are not accustomed to them doing or responding when we're not accustomed to them responding, we don't know how to act. Yeah. We will accuse criminals of murder if they don't show the right amount of remorse and they were at the scene of the crime. Wow. All of a sudden, we will think oh. that they did it if they aren't crying yeah. or if they're still laughing or if they can go out to eat the next day because common sense says if you witness a murder, you shouldn't be okay. Yeah. But when we see you acting in a way that's counterintuitive to what we're used to, then all of a sudden our system doesn't know how to process. Draymond Green is playing high level, next level games with these Grizzlies fans. Mm. Because technically when we're up by 50, you should be moping along, towel over your head, not letting us see your eyes. We playing whoop that trick. You got tears running down your face. But you're happy? Mm. Now I don't even know as a Grizzlies fan what I can do because even when I think I got you beat, I ain't got you beat. Man, this happened last night. I had this conversation over a few gimlets. You ever had that? Gimlets? You know what that is? Is that a food? Alcohol. You don't drink, though. 
One day. One, just one sip for your boy. Come on, man. Let's do this. Oh, I had this conversation with my sister last night. Shout out. You know, I told you I saw your boys. Shady, LaShawn McCoy, <laughs> Brandon Marshall, Pac-Man. God, it felt good to see Pac-Man. I see Pac-Man in a minute. Come on, come on. Anyway, my sister was like, Teddy Bear, that's what she called me. Because we have some internal beef in the family, you know what I'm saying? And I wear my beef on my sleeve. Like, I'm still going to be happy. I still got MJ. I still got Araya. I still got Morocco. I still got Olivia. Thank God I know their names. I got all of them, right? And, and, and my family all are saying, no, it's okay to be emotional. I said, I am. I'm just happy. I am disappointed. I am in pain because we have this rift. But guess what? I'm still happy. I got to compartmentalize. I can't let that leak and bleed on these kids. Funny you say that. Because to me... They're trying to elicit a response that I'm already showing you. Draymond is like high-level chess. I'm showing y'all how I feel about this. Y'all got me right now, but y'all ain't got me forever. I'm not going to stay down in this position. I used to be that guy, man. I used to be the guy that no matter what, like my sister was saying yesterday, act like it's getting to you. It ain't. <laughs> Guess what? Because next game, I'm going to get your ass. Mm-hmm. And that's what Draymond is mm-hmm. doing. And I respect that to the fullest, homeboy. Coming up. It sounds like Deion Sanders Uh-oh. is not a fan of NIL deals, NIL deals. Uh-oh. Tell you what college football should do about players getting paid. That's next on Speak for Yourself. College athletes can be paid now under the NCAA's NIL rule, but Jackson State head coach and Pro Football Hall of Famer Deion Sanders appears to not be a fan. Sanders sent out a warning on what can happen when you pay college athletes. Take a listen. Mm. When you start paying athletes like they're professionals, you get athletes acting like they're professionals. And you don't have staffs large enough and equipped enough to handle a young man with money. Let me go deeper. Handle a young man that's making more money than some of the coaches on staff. All right, Joe, what's your college football do about athletes getting that moolah? Uh, right now, nothing. Right now, you got to learn more so you can figure out what to do. Right now, everybody is overreacting in college athletics. We knew college athletes needed to be paid. So without figuring out how we were going to pay them, we just rushed and opened up the floodgates. Overreaction. Mm. Now we're saying we don't like how athletes are being paid, so we need to rush to change it. Mm. Overreaction. We need to stop overreacting and just reacting to what's going on to college athletics. But you can't actually react until you assess what is going on in college athletics. Mm. Let's see it play out negatively first. Let's see it play out positively. Let's assess the entire landscape of college athletics before we start freaking out. Because everybody right now is freaking out. I think about it like this, Sal. There is a millisecond, though it feels like minutes, (laughs) a millisecond. Between when you stub your toe on the corner of your bed and then pain receptors shoot from your foot <laughs> to your head and you realize how much pain you are in. Uh-huh. There is a millisecond in there, though it feels like minutes. I know y'all know what I'm talking about. Mm. Right now, we are in the millisecond of stubbing our toe on NIL. We stubbed our toe on NIL because college athletes are getting paid and we're now trying to figure out, hey, just mm. how much pain are we in? Mm. But can we figure out how much pain we're in, Mm. if any, before we overreact. We don't stub our toe and instantly start popping Advil, Tylenol, and ibuprofen. We like, (laughs) hey, is this going to swell up? Is it not? Is it even going to hurt? So let's wait until we gather more information about NIL, and then we can go from there. Look, um, I'm with you there. You started off saying what I'm saying. 
It's time for them to just listen to Ludacris. Move. Get out the way. Why? Why do people want to talk about how these athletes are handling their money? If they deserve it, all you're supposed to do is give it to them Mm -hmm. and get out the way. Let me tell you why. Because in this situation, it's simply about dollars and cents. It's about dollars and cents. Why do you care how I handle my dollars? That doesn't make any sense. Y'all are acting like they're too young to handle money. Meanwhile, we hear the same argument in pro sports with 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, and 40-year-olds. Do you know that the average American millionaire is 57 years old? Basically, if you're not 57, you're probably too young to have that much damn money. And some of y'all going to take care of your money and invest it properly and let it grow. And some of y'all going to spend it all. Who gives a damn if I deserve it? Give it to me. Now, separate from that, have protections, have education, have seminars, help support me in my journey with this money. But to now come back and try to undermine, do I deserve it, by saying we shouldn't give it to you, to me, it's senseless. It's generalizing to the fullest. If you give MJ the same amount of money I got at 21, trust me, he's going to do better with it than I did, right? You can't just say it's based on your age. You can't even say it's based on where they're from, what their background is. In any situation, there are specifics that need to be respected. In this situation, there are some collegiate athletes that are frugal as they come. And then some of them dudes going to spend it before they get it. Oh, well, it's based on the open marketplace. If you earned it, you get it. Everything else should step to the side and get out the way. Coming up, NBA has added new postseason hardware with big names attached to it. Big names. We'll tell you if we like that idea. That's next. Don't speak for yourself. They're playing with my money, y'all. They're playing with my money. The NBA is shaking up their postseason awards. They revealed that starting in this year's playoffs, the Eastern Conference Finals MVP Award will be named in honor of the great Larry Bird and the Western Conference Finals MVP Award will be named in honor of Sir Irvin Magic Johnson. Mm. So, Sel, do you like the NBA adding conference MVP awards? I love it. I love it. Love it. More awards, more awards, more awards. I am, and I will put my hand up and declare, the guy who supports participation trophies. That's a conversation. How? That's a conversation for right now. Well, this is a conversation is, right now. Why do you want to talk about that? a participation trophy. This is not a participation this trophy. This absolutely is. No, this is and another award, which is just another front for gathering people and gathering money. This award will help fan engagement. This, this, look, at, look at your reaction. It's exactly why they want this award. Because it's a subjective experience to get it, but it's an objective award you will receive. And Acho will look like that, like he's sleepy right now and mad at me and despondent. And the NBA wins. It doesn't disrupt the integrity of the game or the economy. You're making my point. Awards mean nothing the more there are, Sel. The more of something, that means the more exposure. That means the more saturation. You know how it goes down, big mm-hmm. dog. Mm-hmm. Market dictates your value. Yes. Supply and demand. Yes. The greater the supply, the lesser of the demand. The lesser the supply, the greater of the demand. Mm. That's what increases value. Yeah. Why in the world do you want more awards? Because more awards just makes each and every one of them less 
meaningful. The reason gas prices shoot the heck up into the sky is because all of a sudden it's harder to come about getting oil. If oil was just <laughs> growing up on the Fox lot, gas would be 99 cents in LA, but it's not because it's harder to come about. So oh, wow. why in the world do we want to throw up MVP awards, throw up MVP awards, throw up MVP awards, and decrease and diminish the value of MVP awards. You can't have an MVP for every freaking thing. Series one MVP, mm. semifinals MVP, mm. conference finals MVP, oh, divisional MVP, okay. NBA MVP. How many MVPs you want, big dog? Yeah, uh, look, <sighs> your argument sounded right, except because there are more awards doesn't mean that the awards that already are existing aren't less already. Let's start here. Okay. Who's the best basketball player on the planet? Giannis. Who won the MVP? Jokic. Oh, okay. Okay. This is before this uh, next award and all that. Who's the best football player? Mm, you got to get a little yeah, list. Yeah, hey, who won MVP? Rodgers. Mm. Is he the best? Mm. So that's my point. They already have been diluted. You, you don't have to worry about that. Just in its own state, they have morphed into something else. You know why they do that? Because they want to just keep us all conscious of he's better. He's better. No, he won this. No, he has three All-Stars. No, he has two Pro Bowls. No, he's the MVP. No, he's the championship MVP. That's what it's all about. Fan engagement to increase the economy and to increase the interest. Thank you for participating. I ain't You're participating in it. Now, here's your participation trophy. <laughs> Coming up, I can't wait to have that argument. Woo, it's going to be good. I got a good point. Should the Lakers actually consider trading LeBron? Phil Jackson apparently thinks so. We'll get into this next on Speak for Yourself. You don't think MJ should get a trophy just Hell for showing up for practice? Lakers owner Jeannie Buss said recently that she gets advice from Lakers legend Phil Jackson. And now a report says Jackson would like the team to trade LeBron James. Acho, should the Lakers consider trading LeBron James? Absolutely not. Um, why would you trade one of the greatest players the game has ever seen? But more than that, LeBron re-energized the city of Los Angeles by re-energizing the Lakers. Win, lose, or draw, at least we were talking about the Lakers in excess. Makes no sense to trade LeBron. He had one bad year. We've seen him have a bad year before, and he went back to the NBA Finals and won it the last time he missed the playoffs. That's what I see happening. Yeah, bad years. LeBron or bad years? Lakers. We got to separate the two. The point. LeBron the was point. out there tilting this the year. Point. He got injured, but still out there tilting. Respect. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. But Kobe Bryant got a Kobe deal when he was playing much worse than mm -hmm. LeBron. LeBron still packs the arena. He still puts meat in the seats. He's box office and still balling. Don't trade him. That's it for us. We'll see you.